What a fun episode we have today of UFC Unfiltered. It's Matt and myself, of course. John Dodson calls in. We have a great time with John Dodson. And, of course, Ally Quinta on the phone. And Matt and I laugh and have fun. What a good time. He may finish it here. He's out. UFC and Digital Media present UFC Unfiltered with Jim Norton and Matt Serra, powered by Digital Media. Find your voice. And now, your hosts, Jim Norton and Matt Serra. Well, well, well. Hello there, everybody. It's Jim and Matt and Chris, the producer. First of all... Matt's wife has to come back soon. What? Because Matt has been kissing me on the neck ever never, since he Never, sat down. never happened. I know we don't have video here. Little kisses never, on the never neck. Never happened. I said, a, Matt, stop it. Little pecks on the neck. I, think I gave you just a, a fist pump. Little kisses on the neck. Gentle. They weren't aggressive. They're were gentle kisses. The on only thing neck. that's false about that is that you didn't say stop. I didn't say stop. No. I craned my neck towards Matt. <laughs> the hell's going on? Around I think here? I seduced him. This is this is ridiculous. But yeah, my wife is still away. Yeah, Matt's a single you guy know, now this, for a while. It's Doing weird. single guy thing, just watching TV late. <laughs> Yeah, single guy it, shit. It's it's funny because I don't get. It's not like I'm lonely during the day because I'm so busy. Like sure. I'll just and all I'll do. The only difference is I'll just spend more times at my school. I'll just be like, all right, I'll go back in tonight because you know you roll no, again. No, at night? Nobody's home. Uh, maybe maybe I'll roll. I rolled this morning, but uh, I'll probably go. If not, I'll I'll teach a class. You know, maybe I'll teach at the six p.m. Either beginner or advanced. I like to sometimes sometimes jump with the beginners and teach them some stuff you know what i mean i like going over the fundamentals again but i'll probably you know i'll probably teach the 6 to 7 15 class and then i think i'm going with my cousin frankie to go see logan again because he never seen it and there's a 10 there's a 10 45 showing over at a ua theater so so i got a big day today that's what married guys do <laughs> i got a great day away. they watch logan twice that's what and they, i do you know, well i mean there's only so much i can stay home and play call of duty and whack off yeah. i mean that's fun it is i'm doing that a lot i don't blame you at the same time <laughs> Matt's doing well. He shoots somebody. <laughs> oh, it's so much fun! You know, I put a little Pandora on my iPhone. There's some music blasting. I, I got my 75 inch. I always bring that up, but I love my TV. I don't love many things, but I do love my TV. Yeah, it's a big TV. And I got the Call of Duty on. Sometimes switch to old school Halo, and I'll play some games. The music it's blasting. You having fun? I'm having fun. <laughs> loser. No, it's not a loser. Your wife's away for 10 days. What'd you do? It. You go to the strip club? You do this? If I did, how about this? I wouldn't even say it, though. No, of course not. Dude, I should have looked down low. No, I'm only kidding. Oh, we're on, on air? Yeah. <laughs> not only yeah. fucking around. But uh, no, nah, no, nah, I'm a good boy. So yeah, that's what I'm, that's that's going to be my uh, day. And yesterday, I met my uh, I met up with my father-in-law, Ciro, and we ate Bambi. He, Dude, I ate this fucking Bambi. deer. He's a hunter. Oh, it's He's a hunter. a hunter. You know, he is a okay. hunter. I thought it was a stripper. Ciro's a hunter. Okay. No, I ate Bambi. <laughs> but uh, no, no. So I, she, he made some... Uh, some deer. Some gamey venison? Oh, no, but dude, not gamey. You could cut this thing. Literally, he cut it with a fork. It was so... It was good. What? Yeah, it was good, Jimmy. I get excited over food. It's two things I get excited about. Food and the other thing I can't talk about. <laughs> Just kidding. Fights. Yeah. Foods and fights. Two Fs. Foods and fights. and <laughs> Food and fighting. Food and I miss my wife. I'm pent up. Pent up, Jimmy. I know. There was a guy in the gym the other day. He's an instructor. A uh, trainer. And he was really, he was lifting weights, but he was very aggressive, dropping the weights, and he was complaining about something. Douchebag. And he's, no, he's, no, he's actually a nice guy. Oh, I'm sorry. But, uh, but then he turns around, 
And he's like, uh, he's like, I'm, he apologized to the people who had heard him. He's like, I'm sorry. So my wife hasn't given me vagina in five days. Oh, this guy gets he's a pent hangout. up. This guy right away gets a hangout pass. Go ahead. He, he said he's pent up. He was bummed out. He's bummed out. His he, wife might be fighting with him or whatever, but he was aggressive. But he said this to who? To me and my trainer because oh. we, we heard him complaining. And, me, and he was complaining about the way the fucking machines are facing, so you can't watch your form. But it was obviously misplaced anger, and he knew right. it. So he said, "Look, I'm sorry." My wife hasn't given me vagina in five days. He said, but he said that, vagina. Yeah. He almost say pussy in the gym because he works there. But he said... Yeah, vagina's kind of a wild thing to say though, right? No, he I said, know. But, he's, but yeah. he was joking, but he was acknowledging uh, he's been cranky. Trust me, I would have said... Uh, any, it's any, true. It's true. You I, gotta, I use euphemisms. I don't use the dirty words. You gotta, I'll say she hasn't given me any foot foot. It's <laughs> funny because once you, once, you, uh, once you get that release, all of a sudden you're like, all right, all right, let me go about my day. I'm a rational guy <laughs> after I come. There's a lot it's of people weird. I've spoken to I never would have spoken to if I had just come first. Never. Huh? If I had just come first, there's a lot of people in my life I never would have talked to. Oh, like women? Like Yeah. Oh, I got you. I know a lot of phone. That's how you said That's why many years ago someone told me that. That's how you know if you like a girl. Like if you think you're in love, masturbate. After you masturbate, if you still want to call that girl, you really like her. It's a genuine liking. It is. That's true. Well, that's how I know. That's how I know I, I love my wife. Because you still want to see her after you yeah. finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, we get along. Like we get along fantastic. Like if we just hang out, just me and her, like going on vacation or something sure. by ourselves. We. It's like we but very rarely. But it do. can get confusing though. Like you can like when you were you know you you're dating. You probably remember you're you, you know you're married too. Yeah, you're married. You're dead. You see, raging bull. Uh, you know, I don't know if I like a girl sometimes, and then sometimes I'll crank one out and I'll go. You know what? I don't care if she hangs herself. That's, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> That's how I know I was not in love. Oh, she got hit by a car. Huh? Uh, right. God, Godspeed. I hope her shoes you know? didn't get damaged. But um, you know, if, if I'm like, wow, I hope she's okay. Hey, I still want to go to dinner. Then I know, like, I like this gal yeah. a lot. And also to promote for today, we have yes. John Dodson calling in the uh, uh, who is fighting uh, on Saturday, right? He's in, fun in uh, Tennessee. He's fun, man. And um, he's got a unique style. I, I like guys that got like a unique style to them, and he definitely does. Uh, yes, he does. And uh, we also have Al Iaquinta. Who? Al Iaquinta. Oh, shit. raging Al. Raging Al. Uh, Dodson is fighting Eddie Wineland, who was really a lot of fun on the phone. Oh yeah. Uh, I enjoyed him. Yeah, quite. I, I did too. Another another good dude, honest guy. And, and Alice fighting, of course, uh, Diego Sanchez. That's a, how, how. Who's not going to like that? That's the cool, the, main, uh, that's the cool main event. Artem uh, Lob, uh, Lobov, uh, uh, Cub Swanson, fucking main event. Yeah, that's a great card. It is a great yeah. card. And and Al versus Diego. A great fight. It's great. I like the two Sanchez savages. A lot. Right, Diego Sanchez is a, he's is an a animal. No, he's a no nonsense guy. Yeah, he's a warrior, and he does come to fight regardless. Whoever he just comes to fight. You don't. Yeah, you never see that guy going backwards. No. So that's fun. And Al's Al's a fun. I watched his uh, Masvidal fight again last night. Al, he, just to see you. Oh, when I you. miss Matt, oh. I watch fights with Matt's fighters. Thank you. So I don't much. get to see Matt a whole lot. I'll watch uh, Weidman or I'll watch uh, 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 Aljo or I'll watch uh, Iaquinta because I want to see you. And Alongo, I don't know that well, but I like him. Aljo's Aljo's funny man. He puts something on his uh, Instagram. And uh, give me my phone real quick, Chris. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, only because, Al, fuck, man, I like Aljo a lot, dude. Because the guy he fought, um, Augusto Mendez, is is really like a like a world class dude. He's just like, a guy. Yeah, yeah, he's a really uh, a world class guy. So I see uh, <laughs> Aljo. Look at this picture. It's him on top, like throwing a punch down on him. You see the picture? Oh yeah. And, and this is what he says. He goes. Uh, and when they said he'll lose as soon as he takes it to the ground, I said one thing. 
Sarah BJJ, fool. Ask about, <laughs> ask about us, homie. <laughs> I fucking... Like, you know what I mean? Like the guy's, he's proud to carry the flag. He represents and- uh, Absolutely. And I, I was very proud of that. I was proud that, he, not only that he beat him, because it's not like he just used his wrestling to keep it up. He matched him on the floor and that, and that gave me a, a lot of uh, satisfaction. But yeah, really, since we're showing I, I, photos, here's a cool uh, one. Can we see this? Um, and we, uh, you know, Dotson's calling is this, in. Is this a date or is this just the, um, that no. I'm looking at? No, this is just you guys. Look, look how happy he is. Yeah, of course. Oh, I'm showing this. him a picture. Hey, enough for nothing. You, you do pretty good for yourself. Did you? Did you have a special uh, M M&M and M for that? Do you have a special no, pill? That's me and Ron Jerry. Good for you. Oh, you're just having yeah, a blast. <laughs> having a threesome with you guys, man. Ron Jeremy. I mean, I guess it's just for me when it comes down to doing the dirty deed. I need some emotion. You know, I, it's always better when you know the girl. Don't get me wrong. For me, it's just about well, my wife. But it's always been. Like that's why I can never like, be with like, like like I don't give a fuck about a prostitute or and I was never really into strip clubs. I really I know don't what you're give saying. a fuck. But only because it's like no, it's like you like there to be something, a yeah. little something, a little I, a little. Whether you the girl, there's a little something with the girl. As I've gotten older, talk to me. I've kind of started feeling that way. Either that or I need absolute anonymity. Like literally, she has oh. to walk up to me and go, "Which way is Eighth Avenue? Can I suck your dick?" Okay. Oh, oh really? Yeah, but I, otherwise, I, I I do enjoy. A little bit of a connection at yeah, times. Yeah, it's um, nice. You're not, you're not wrong. We have a lot of ground. By the way, you're hearing this now. Obviously, this is our major Thursday episode. Yes. Now, The Ultimate Fighter aired last night. Oh, man. Whoa, what a good... It was amazing. I don't want to blow it. It was really cool. Let's see what we're... How upset. about this, guys? Oh, are you upset about this? Not upset, no. It was just an oversight. It's an oversight. I'm going to ask the UFC, and I know that they'll do it. They're going to do it. They to please do it in the future... We would love to promote these things. Yes. Give us an advanced copy. Just because Cody or uh, TJ were not doing press right now or whatever, just give us a copy and we'll talk about the episode. Because we want to promote, um, especially this year, is going to be so good. People right now. It's Wednesday right now and I'm going to watch it tonight. But I can't talk about it in future time because I'll it didn't happen it yet. So I, we have to break that wall for you because you might be wondering, there was a great episode of The Ultimate Fighter last uh, night between yeah. Cody Garbrandt and TJ Dillashaw. Why are you two shitbirds not talking yes. about it? Shitbirds? we haven't seen it. What is a shitbird? That's exactly, whatever they're calling us. I don't like it. I don't like it either. But they want to know why we're not talking about it. And we have to tell them we haven't seen it. We're not being negligent. We haven't forgotten it. We're not ignoring it. We didn't think it sucked. We just have not seen it because they did not send us anything. So someone's got to be fired. Fans right. are reaching I don't out, know though. who. Do you realize that? Not the Switch Gears, but talking what? about our fans, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's just I'm getting hit up lately a lot, but people like, people like, some people like the show. Do they? <laughs> I, I, At I, least I, the people that hit me up, I mean, unless they just try to make me feel good. I mean, they love us. Jimmy? Uh, <laughs> Chris, yeah. the producer, do you have anything new for us? Any new fan mail? Oh, yeah, oh. I could take a look. Let me yes? Say, actually. Yeah, yeah, how about some say. fan mail? Well, how about some people want to know? How much people like us. If there's one giving you a compliment, Chris the producer, I swear to God. <laughs> I know. Chris fucking... does tend to find those, doesn't he? he? That's the only ones he finds. Oh, this one happens to mention uh, me. <laughs> it's, hard, it's hard to filter no, them listen, out. They're always... Chris the producer, you're a major part of this show, Chris the Chris producer. is a very... And I've said this every episode. Chris is very valuable. He does amazing prep sheets. He's a very knowledgeable yeah. MMA guy. Yeah. Um, you know, he's good on the radio. Yeah. How about last episode when we're trying to, we're, we're, I'm telling him to wait for air. He couldn't stop talking about the fights. I'm like, yo, Chris, producer, calm down. He, Chris does love to jump. <laughs> He's like, oh, well, a lot of my friends don't watch it. I got to talk about it with somebody. I go, save for the show, Chris, the producer. You, you got a voice. On the air, we're happy to have you on. You, you can talk you. anytime you want, Chris. 
I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, don't abuse Sorry. the power. Uh, don't abuse the power. Yeah, he, he should have known not to jump in right there. Exactly. No way, that was going to work out well. We just said tackle. Oh, here we go. This is one that you'll like. Mate. Oh, so this oh, guy he, says he's trying to please me now. Go ahead. He says so good. It's a five star review, and he says good. Sorry, Chris, the producer. This review is not about you. I, I, I so like, mentions him though. He mentions him though. Definitely. He, he somehow <laughs> he's having fun with Chris because he, he likes Chris. Yeah, and he knows. Sorry, he, buddy. He, and what did he do? He got on. He mentioned his name. But go ahead. Go ahead. Let's get to the good, good point. point. Love everything little Jimmy does. And his fun friendship with Matt is clear. Oh, yes. Love Matt's huge hearty laugh. Huh. Though I do worry that one day Jimmy will kill him with either a gas or, or hilarity. It might happen. Great. As much as I love Matt Sarah, pardon my interruption. As much as you I love, love Matt Sarah, don't say it. If it was to happen, I would be a legend. Yeah. yeah. If I was to kill a welterweight champion with yeah. laughter, right, dude, dude, I'd be and a people legend. people say, "Oh, he died doing what he loves." I'll be like, "Yeah, right." Laughing. Fucking, I, mean, how funny are, I enjoy laughing, but don't. How funny fuck, I don't he die. killed a black belt in jujitsu with his with his with his humor. <laughs> it might happen though. This Second degree very, black belt. I'll tell you right now, I feel way more lightheaded in here than I do on the mats, and yeah. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Fucking Jimmy does kill me, but uh, I don't think he's done yet. But go ahead. Is that it? More. Well, I just said great listen and always look forward to the next one. I liked it. Where's this guy from? Uh, I don't know. It just says Devil Dave. Devil, Yo, Dave. Devil Hey, Devil Dave. Yeah. Good job, Devil Dave. That was a good. That was a, a really good review. So uh, what do you think we chat about? Uh, what do you, what, the talk Cal- the, uh, let's talk about some of the new rules here. The California State Athletic Commission, or CSAC as we call it, the executive director, Andy Foster, recently outlined it's a 10-point plan to combat MMA's weight-cutting problems. And uh, a full commission vote on the plan is expected on May the 16th. Now, according to Andy, because, you know, again, we talked to GSP about this, and he had some good points about how boxing, there's a certain percentage of your body mass mm-hmm. that you can't lose. Uh, he says, uh, Andy says, everybody should recognize there's been a problem here, which I think we all do. And as, it's as prevalent as any problem in any uh, sport has ever been. Well, I don't know about that. It's not, it's not exactly <laughs> CTE in football. Relax. Uh, we will really consider this a life or death issue in a lot of cases. All right. If you're in the right weight class, you shouldn't have gained back more than 10% of your body weight overnight. If we have 31% of any licensing population engaging in what doctors consider to be unsafe activity, that's a problem. It's a good point. Uh, Vice President of uh, Athlete Health uh, for the UFC and Performance, Jeff Nowitzki, uh, who worked closely with Foster in developing this 10-point plan, said that the UFC is in favor of more weight class choices for athletes. Rogan has been saying this for a long time. I mean, I first suggested it to Rogan. Right. I didn't. But it sounds cool to say that. People are like, boy, Jim's really pulling Joe's strings. No one believes that. The organization is always evaluating the talent pool. And the recent edition of UFC's 145 Women's uh, Site Division is a perfect example of our willingness to address additional weight classes if the talent merits it. Joe's been saying every 10 pounds, and this is what they're proposing. Um, we got the uh, rules here. I'm going to go right to one of them. Uh, sorry, I wanna, this is it. Number three. Additional weight classes. 165, 175, 195, 225, with the remover of, of welterweight 170. Now, are they going to make 165 oh, wait, 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 or wait. 175 welterweight? They got to keep a welterweight division. Wait, say it again. The, the weight They're thinking of doing 160, because it goes, you know, from uh, 155 no, I know. to 170. 165, 175, 195. Two twenty-five. Those are the additions to one plus two hundred five. I'm right, sure. Right, you leave light heavyweight and middleweight, and then a twenty-pounder. I would have right. loved. I would have loved to been fighting at like a one sixty-five. Sure, put the few. Uh, oh, because I, I could have made that easily. But one fifty-five. I was short, really short for uh, for a welterweight. 
you know, I wasn't a sure. big, I'm wide for any weight, <laughs> but I was definitely short for that weight, but. But lightweight was hard. Lightweight was, oh, lightweight was hard, man. Sure. I'll show you pictures where it's just like, yo, you know, people were looking at me like I'm like Gollum, man. I was really sucked in bed. It's a good know? move, right? I, I think that's a great I would have loved that when I was fighting, man, because I was kind of a tweener. But I still fuck some people up. Yes, you did. I'm sorry. It says, along with licensing by weight class and ringside physician uh, certification, the new weight classes are essential. So each part, uh, each individual athlete has more options to choose a class that is suitable for them. I think it's great. And Chris and I were talking before Matt uh, arrived, just chatting. Chris thought it might have diluted things a bit or the the potential to do that. And I think you might be right. But I also think it gives you a potential... To free up more things. Like right now, the lightweight division is kind of, look, Connor is the biggest name. And, and, and they're being held hostage a bit because he's going to fight Mayweather. So what happened? But now if there's a weight class like within 10 pounds above it, below, there's a lot more options for these fighters. Chris raised the point beforehand. People can hold multi-division uh, uh, belt, multi-weight class belts a lot easier. It could really make things uh, interesting. Right. So I, I do think that there's the potential for a lot of great and things. And anyone that thinks that the UFC is not putting on great fights, you're out of your fucking mind. Nah, that card last, after card has fights that I give a shit about, honestly. No, nah, that last card was off, off the fucking There's so cards. many great fights. And the fact is, if there's so many title fights, and they're fixing this weight-cutting issue, and you won't have as many people dropping out, because that's a big part of the problem, is that, uh, you know, number made of uh, Ferguson didn't happen because of the weight. Right. So many of these fucking fights don't happen because of the weight, but if the weight is more accurate and better, their fights are going to happen. So all these great fights you're going to get, so many more championship fights, guys that are being left out, you all Romero, uh, Damian Maya, who we spoke about, these are guys that should get fucking Jacare. Stop yeah. fighting! So you get a championship fight. You're deserving. Yeah. But he loves to fight. Cowboy, uh-huh. the same thing. Loves to fight. Well, I mean, if you look at it, I mean, look. Am I babbling? I'm sorry. I'm no, all no, coffeed right. up, guys. Listen, this game is a brutal <laughs> game. I mean, you look at fights where guys, once one second, for like, you're separated by a few months. Like, Jacare fights Tim Bosch. Man. Probably didn't put out a lot of energy in that it one. It was, it looked effortless. Yeah. Got a scratch on him, and he took that guy's arm almost off. <laughs> Then you see his next fight, man. He's marked up. Bell ringing. It's probably bells. His head's still probably hurting. It's a rough game, man. It yeah. certainly is. You know, I mean, I mean, if you look at his fights prior to that, it's like, yo, this guy, give him a title shot. Now it's like, dude. Unfortunately, it's like now you're back at the back of the line, man. It's such a rough. It's it's a rough game, man. So light heavyweight would be two hundred five. Um, right now, right now, middleweight would stay one eighty five. One eighty five. Yeah. What do you call? 195 super middleweight that's my guess i'm i'm totally guessing yeah so then what welterweight goes to 175 <coughs> or 165 lightweight stays 155 welterweight is now 170 15 pounds heavier so what goes to 165 and 175 which is welterweight and what does the other weight get called Oh, welterweight goes I mean, to we, 165 and, and 175 is super welterweight. And really quick, who, who, that makes sense. But will they keep? Oh, sorry, Matt. Will they keep the same name though? It's a little confusing for the fans. I'm sure they're not. Bantamweight, lightweight, flyweight, featherweight. You don't have. You, you only have one weight class named right, each yeah, time. They might have to change it. They change it. Yeah. yeah. This is all proposals, by the way. Like, I think they should do it. it. They're going to vote May 16th. I think they should yeah. do it. Joe's been saying it. A lot of people have been saying it, and I agree with them. And more fights. That's I'm greedy for fights. So wait a second. This is More going fights. before what commission or anything like? It's in California. I mean, I don't oh. even know if it'll be the whole thing. If California does it, maybe they're saying a lot. Like of the people. full athletic commission, I believe will vote. Yeah. On it. yeah, I think it's a great idea. There's more changes, Matt. We can cover these. 
Um, Weight class restrictions for fighters who miss weight more than once. Fighter who misses weight more than once will be required to compete in a higher weight class until a physician uh, certifies the weight is appropriate and approved by the commission for uh, competition in the weight class. Again, a lot of this is literally because they're probably sick and tired of having fights be canceled, but it is a, a health risk. Guys are winding up in the fucking hospital. Khabib was fucked up over that one. Right. Yeah, that's scary. Guys have had real, real problems. His manager actually showed me the text. His uh, manager, Ali, mm-hmm. he showed me the text that night with him and Khabib where he's saying he's sorry and he's got to go to the hospital. He's like, what the fuck? I don't know. I don't know if that helps the story at all. I'm yeah, just it saying. Does. The I guy mean, was the guy. You saying the guy was fucked up? I'm like, yeah. I, I it was genuine. You're saying yeah, there's exactly. no uh, bullshit yeah, exactly. there. Yeah. It was very genuine. A second, a second weight check, the day of the event to ensure fighters have not gained more than eight percent of their body weight back. Oh, what the fuck is that? In the thirty I mean, hours know, between man. the official weigh-in and the event, that means your rehydration is you know. But again, it's hard to say you can't eat a lot. Right. Fighters who gain so much weight between weigh-in and the fight may still be allowed to compete, but they may be required to move to the next weight class in future bouts. That they're not going to kick you out of the fight, but they're saying if this is how much you're putting on, you got to fight heavier. All right, I guess the it's crazy. I don't know what a lot of stuff. Doing. Who knows? Maybe all these won't go yeah. through. Maybe you ask for ten, you want five. Right. Yeah, well, because uh, what Andy Foster was saying is that thirty-one percent of fighters gain more than eight percent of their body weight back. You know, after the weigh-in, so that's uh, they're putting on a, a, they're losing a lot. And boxing, let me say this about boxing: they don't seem to have a whole lot of weight cut problems like this. They don't seem to have a lot of fights canceled, major fights canceled because of weight. Do they? No, I'm, I'm not. I don't follow boxing. I don't either. But I can't think of the last major. Can we look that up? The last major fight that was canceled because of a weight problem, or or how often does it? Again, they don't put on the amount of fights UFC does either. Though that's true. UFC puts on a lot of fights. Did you see the um, the back and forth on Twitter? I'm reading right here with uh, between Manawa and fucking Manawa. Yes, <laughs> I like that Manawa calls him Daniel, like his like yeah, a parent, not DC. Yeah, he's like, take the fight, Daniel. I love that shit. This is more that uh, this is more that let's promote a fight that was probably gonna have to do in case Jones can't fight. I would like to see the fight, but Cormier being a bad guy, I don't mind. But I don't need you to do that. I like Cormier. Oh, what do you mean? You don't mean him to work? Meaning, like, I feel bad that he's had to kind of turn heel in a way. Like, he just got sick of the he's bullshit. Just, he's speaking his mind to the, uh, to a certain degree. I believe he believes what he's saying, that he'll t- do this and do that. And Absolutely. It's not like he's going overboard, acting right. like an idiot. You know what I no, mean? He's true. just being more blunt. And I think he feels that people are going to not like him anyway. I mean, I'm not saying people don't like him, but, you know, it's a kind of... Guy's getting booed a lot and stuff. I don't see. I listen. I love the guy. I'm a big DC fan. I'm a huge, and he's such a respectful guy. Such a good dude. A really nice he's man. He's a nice guy, man. And he fucking look. And he put and he it to fought. Anthony Johnson. And he twice. fights, man. It's not like this guy doesn't fucking fight. I mean, the guy's looking to inflict damage. He's, he's it's not like he's a play it safe guy or anything. No. I mean, I don't know what exactly is. I just think that a lot of people really liked, really like Jones. They do, and they see the rivalry because he's more charismatic. And he's younger, and he rep- certain guys represent something to you, and I don't. Yeah. Ali Frazier. Uh, Ali represented rebellion. He represented yeah. youth and new thinking. And for some reason, Frazier represented the old way and the establishment. And we don't know why. It just was that way. So maybe that's the way it is with yeah. Cormier. He represents the status quo. The guy who, I don't know. I mean, I can't, I can't explain why. Mm. He's not as colorful. 
Personality-wise, yeah. as John Jones. John Jones is a more colorful yeah. guy, Ronda, younger. Hey, Ronda Rousey, Misha Tate. I mean, you get people who are a little just, they might say all the right things, and hey, this person looks like a nicer person. I'm not saying it's the way it is. Yeah. I don't know what other it is people either. are just, they have that it factor about it. People them. like Misha too, though. They do like Misha. They do like Misha. Like Misha. You know, Ronda's Ronda, but people do like Misha. I know, but when they had that, they're... But they have a trilogy, didn't they? They fought three times or two times. Two. Two. Two, two, two times. Didn't oh, they fight? Right. Wait, 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 no, they did fight. Wait. No, wait. How many times did they fight? They, they might have fought <laughs> it's crazy. three. I think they fought did they fight the amateur two ones? Two or three. No, no. They well, they fight in, They fought in Strike Force, definitely. <clears throat> no, wait. No, did they? They had fight? one fight in the UFC. I'm pretty sure. I thought it was twice in the UFC. Let me say. Oh, that's, wait, wait. They fought in Strike Force because uh, Misha was the champion. That's right. I thought it was twice in UFC. It might be twice in the UFC. I think uh, UFC one sixty eight. Ronda uh, armbar Misha. Right? Yeah, she armbarred twice in the UFC. And then no, and then it was Strike Force. It was an armbar submission. Matt and yeah. I are both remembering it wrong. Maybe she was going to fight her again. The yeah. fuck are we talking about? I don't know. We were I don't know. It was a while ago. Yeah, we don't know. We get. We said we might be wrong. Hey, you know that's what I said. Um, I'm looking forward to the fights this weekend, Jimmy. I'm, yeah, I am too. Very there. much. I'm living on a plane lately, Jimmy. You're really lucky. Dodson Wineland is a fight I'm really looking forward to a lot. Yeah, the whole card is good. And it's right after this last card that was amazing. Let me get this weight class stuff out of my face. <laughs> These little cities. I shouldn't say little cities, but I mean like natural. Not, not the major markets. You're getting some great fights. Um, this is FS1 main card, yeah. Uh, Swanson, Lobov, uh, and of course, Iaquinta, Sanchez. That fight is going to be, that might be the best fight on the card. Which one? Sanchez Iaquinta. Oh, yeah. Hey, I'm not. I am actually very biased. What am I saying? I, I I am up there. I think that's. I think there's a reason they put it as uh, the co-main. OSP I mean, is fighting again. You got two guys that are. I mean, they're going forward, man. This is gonna be a nice fight. I can't wait. What round did he get knocked out by? It was Manoa, right? That knocked out OSP in his last fight. Uh, no, no, that no. Was Corey, Anderson. Corey Anderson. No, no. I mean OSP's last fight. Can't remember. I'm probably remembering it wrong. And I, haven't, I feel like we haven't seen Jake Ellenberger in a bit. In a while. Who did he fight, Jake Ellenberger, last? That's what I want to see. You probably have it right here. He won his last fight. I'm trying to. Jake th- Ellenberger. Yeah. Who did he fight last? I'd have to look it up, but let me see. I know. Oh, Volkan Uzdemir beat uh, OSP in his last fight. That was, was that a split his last decision. Fight? Wow. Yeah. Okay. And the, oh, yeah. And then before that, he got knocked out by Manawa. Oh, well, that was the fight before. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see, Jake Ellenberger. So he's lost the last two? Three, he has one. Oh, to he's, Jones. He's lost to Jones. That's yeah. right. So yeah, he, he needs to win desperately. I liked him a lot when he was on the show. Remember when he called in? He was a really fun guest. Who are we talking about? Uh, Oben Sampro. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Oh, Ellenberger knocked out Matt Brown and then got knocked out by Jorge Masvidal. Those are his last two fights. Masvidal? When the hell was that? That was a while ago, no? Yeah, December 3rd. All right. So this guy took a little time off. Are we losing our minds? Are there just so many fights? Hey, it's not our fault, man. We gotta, we're got. we trying a, to keep there's track. There's a lot of fights. There's, there's a lot of fights. There's a lot of fights. I, I guess the way to do it is to have a computer in front of you and act like you remember. Not, I don't mean you. I mean, but I'm saying like, <laughs> no, but it helps to have the computer. It, like if I had a yeah. computer in front of me, I'd go, oh, yeah, if what, this is Google. For every smart guy, if you listen quietly, you can hear listen quietly. You hear the little tickling of the fucking keys. The fight pass thoughts at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time. The prelims on Fox Sport is was that Fox Sports Two? Yeah, FS Two. FS Two. That's at eight p.m. Eastern. And then the main card, Jimmy. Oh, you know when that's ten o'clock. 
10 o'clock. Let me ask you a question. When you go, you, yes. okay, you're going to see I Quinta. What will you do the day of the fight? Like when Al's, now you're in his corner. Okay. So what will happen? You guys, what time will Al wake up? He's on the main well, card. He's depends. like in the middle of the card. Oh, that's probably going to be a little bit later that we have to go to the, the uh, it depends. Like this time, like over the last weekend when I was with Al. Uh, Aljamain, like, yeah. Aljamain, I'm sorry. Yeah, Aljo. <clears throat> um, he had to be downstairs by like 12.45. So I got up. And I uh, I got a sweat out. I did the elliptical. I like the elliptical. Of course you did. You look good. So I did the elliptical. I did my push-ups. I get a sweat out. It gets my head straight. And then uh, and that's it, man. Then I met him early. And I, me and Ray actually got something to eat real quick. And then... Uh, will he eat anything? Or, like, will I, I or, or, or Sterling? No, nah, I think he eats light. And he and he, and he gets a nice a little workout in, a little sprints What in. kind of... Like a couple of cardio things? Yeah. Then he you know, some, he gets some sprints to open up his lungs. And then... And then he just does goes over some you know techniques and whatnot, but minor light. Everybody, content. yeah, nothing crazy. He actually held back a lot on this one, and I think that's a good thing because his energy was great in that fight. So do, will will I Quinn do the same thing? I could ask him, but like he'll wake up late. Yeah, as soon ask, as he gets up, I'd ask him, man. I'd ask him because every every one of my guys is different, and we don't try to force them into something that they're not. Everybody's different, man. Like, I, what did Aljo eat the morning of the fight? I don't fucking. Oh, you know. don't. You weren't there. No, I'm, I'm wondering. Was it egg whites, or yeah. do you have a little? What do you eat? You got to ask him. I don't. I mean, I'll what would you, you I, eat? I know what Longo ate. What? What Longo? <laughs> uh, pancakes? Ah, fucking bacon and shit. Nah, got to cut it out. I want bacon. <laughs> Actually, that was me. I eat bacon. Um, what but, would you um, eat the morning of a fight? Me? Oh, yeah. the morning of a fight? Yeah, you wake up. Uh, you take your I, shit I, as soon I as you wake up. I usually still eat clean. I eat clean usually. No, I'm always trying to take him. Don't ask me, Jimmy. I'm, I'll take a shit right now. But uh, by eating clean, these egg whites, some avocado. I'm not me. You know, I don't eat eggs. I don't eat eggs. What would you eat in the morning? Uh, I'd probably stick to the same kind of thing, man. Like where, I, like I'd either have like a dry cereal or a uh, oh, you brown rice and chicken type of thing. Like you know, just a carby thing, but nothing too crazy. I'd eat light. You know, I remember Henzo would tell me I was eating a lot when I had to cut weight to fight. At one fifty five, and even at the, before we were going down, I'm still shoveling cereal into my mouth. He goes, "Man, stop eating." He goes, "You ever see pit bulls fight? They got that shit fly out of their ass." I go, "I said this before, yeah, but it's fucking true." And it kind of stuck with me. I'm like, "Yeah, it's true." The fuck am I you eating dry cereal on the way down in the fight? Yeah, dude, I'm fight, dude. I mean, I know you have five. Fifty five was no joke, man. So when you would you pee right before you went out? Would you ever would you ever have to piss when you walked out? The last fight with Aljo, man, he had his the, the, the other guy's about to walk out. They're all right, you're going out in two minutes. Aljo goes, Man, I man, I gotta I gotta take a shit. I go, go, dude. I go, go, go now, because you're not gonna you can't be thinking you're not thinking about that during the fight. So, Happened to Weidman too before the Vitor fight. Really? <laughs> He's shit? all the all we ate chump. He goes, Man, I go, dude, find the bathroom, man. Oh wait, did he go? He he might have held though. No, I think he might have held it. Fucking Chris, you got to go and shit. I think Chris went out there and fucking handled business real quick too. He got him out of there. That's but, where you uh, get a guy in the north south after you've taken a good. No, no, shift, I think that's they the worst did. time for a north south. No, no, but he just the other guy's walking out and 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 uh, getting in the cage and Aljo was still in the stall. I said, "Fuck that, Aljo." I go, "They're not starting the fight without you. Get in there and do what, what you." What would they do, do if you're a minute late because you're shitting? No, they can't. Do. Never know. Maybe you can get something. But you hey, listen. It's better than the alternative if you have something on deck. <laughs> fucking, you don't want to be that guy. You'll be on. And you can't do an enema that day, right? Ooh, an enema. Could know. you to clean yourself out? I mean, it doesn't fuck you up at all, right? It doesn't take your energy. <sighs> Can I ever tell you about the time that I tried to do an enema? Like I went to a place that they, they that's when they fill, that's when they put the water in your ass. Well, that's they, a colonic. That's what I tried to do. Yeah, I've done a colonic once. Dude. I'm like, where's the hose, sir? When I went to go, did you ever hear oh. that? <laughs> yeah, you're funny. Did you ever hear the, um, 
the rumor of, oh, you know, you have this meat in your intestines. Yeah, and, and bubble gum for and, seven years. Nonsense. Yeah, then yeah. You, you clean this out. You can get rid of like three or four pounds of. Yeah, so when can. I was trying to make 155 back in the day, I'm like, yo, imagine if I get rid of another three or four pounds of meat that's in my fucking whatever. A pound or two. What, it'll help. So I went to this fucking place, right? Listen, I went to this place. <clears throat> and this fucking wackadoo doctor guy looked really. He almost reminded me of the guy from. Uh, Back to the Future. He kind of oh. like, he's a little wacky, and he's like, "Okay, yeah." And there was this machine, so I had to sit down. I had to put the own the the, the tube in my. He handed it to me. I had to stick it in my own ass. Really? <laughs> yeah. Like do it yourself, yeah. fucking. Oh, I don't want this. Which is like a weird. fucking self serve buffet. So I had to stick that thing in. No, Matt, then, you don't have to put it in your own asshole. That's the better job. Uh, no, I don't think so. You put your little feet in the stirrups. He's, you land. He your was side. about to. I'm like. Uh, where's the nurse? No. So I did it. I had to do it myself. So listen. So fucking, this is, I'll never forget this. Longo, Longo almost died when I thought, when I, when I left the message on his machine. So listen. So I'm on the thing and I stick that thing in my ass and all of a sudden, like I feel that the water coming, you start, you start to feel pressure. You have done this before? Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I go, uh, man, I feel like I might have to go to the bathroom. He's like, oh, well go ahead. That's, that's the bathroom right there. You're, so, you know, <laughs> I'm letting a like a, a little out, like I like, and you see like little things go through the machine, like you see it like go through the. What looks he goes, like oh, you cheese. see? Yeah. He goes, oh, you see, and then you ever see Superman when the dam is breathing, the dam's fucking exploding, water starts fucking. I'm fucking the, the water starts bursting out of my asshole, and it's. It's all over the place. I'm like, oh. And he goes, and the machine starts making a noise. Like, like one of those like nuclear plants that's going to, he goes, oh, wait. He's shutting the machine down. He's calling the nurse. They had to block it off. I had to jump off the table. I put a towel around me and I went to the back. And Your I asshole the broke the I machine. I went to the bathroom and I let out a gallon of water out my ass and I'm dying. I'm in there. I'm, I'm like a little kid crying, trying. To, it was fucking hysterical. Took a shit. And so then afterwards, I go into the room. I had to sit down in the office with the lady. To it cost me like seventy five bucks to take a shit on a bed. <laughs> I go wait. They're like, oh well, this happens sometimes the first time, and don't get discouraged if you want to try again. I go why? I go, so yeah, I'm still I'm paying to fucking take a dump on your bed. It's fucking bullshit. I've gotten them done. They're okay once you know <laughs> once in a while. I clean you. My friend's a doctor, and he goes, uh, you, you when you go in for colonoscopy. He goes, you take this thing for 24 hours. And he goes, it's, you have a nice pink colon. Because there's no gum in there. As long as you have, he's, most colons are pretty clean. What are we going to call him now? Uh, yeah, he's calling us, actually. We have John Dodson on the phone. Oh, he's here now. Okay, yeah, I was, was going to use that. All right. John Dodson, hey, buddy. This is Jim Norton and Matt Sarah. How are you? I'm doing good. How y'all? Good. I apologize that you had to call in and hear us talking about colonics. But that's what we were just discussing <laughs> when, you, uh, when you called in. Have you ever done one? Have you ever gotten a cleaning out with a colonic? Nuh-uh. Yeah, I don't, nope. I don't recommend it. John, it didn't work for me. Anyone? Well, you know, I've tried it once and it was okay. Uh, basically, what I was asking Matt is because he's going to be in um, Ally Aquinta's uh, corner. Is uh, what do you guys like the morning you wake up? You know, you're on the main card. You're fighting uh, Eddie Wineland. What time will you wake up on fight day? If you, if your fight starts at say eleven o'clock or ten forty is roughly when your fight's going to start. What time will you get up that day? Seven or six o'clock in the morning. You get up that early, even when you're on the when the main card that late. Why so early? Because I got kids, man. They wake me up all the time. Even that's on... a schedule that hasn't been broken. Oh, <laughs> that's okay. What it is so they so when you're on the road, you like uh, like because I've heard of some guys that won't stay in the room with the kids. They want to get their sleep, but you kind of treat it like it's every other day. Yeah. 
He's probably I mean, on that cycle. Makes, yeah, well, what makes any day different than even if I'm going to battle? It's my birthday. It's a new holiday. Somebody died in the family. No matter what, you have to love life as if it's always going to be an exciting day. It's a brand new start, and you start it over, and you just keep on pushing forward. So that's kind of how you deal with maybe uh, the fight is you look at it like it's any other day because you don't want to get into all these special weird rituals which might mess you up. Well, not just that. I don't want to have to put in to believe in any hype. Like, oh, man, I got to go out there and go do this. They put, I have this. I can win this fight and get the next thing and then keep on looking to the future and looking further and further ahead of what the real task I had is. The real task I have is Andy Wyland. Like, that opponent that is standing in front of me or even, like, you know, making the trip to the bathroom and not stepping on any toys or anything that I left in the room. How, how old are your kids, buddy? Five-year-old and one and seven twelves. Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah, that, that, no wonder why you're getting up early. <laughs> yeah, that, that's not conducive to good sleep. No. So it's awesome, though, isn't it, pal? Oh, yeah. She, like, my five-year-old, he like, sits there and tries not to get in trouble, but he does everything, and he likes to try to pretend he's super hard and a super gangster. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> but he doesn't know what gangster means, though. He goes, yeah, I'm just being gangster. I was like, what does it mean? I don't know. Yeah, it sounds cool, My daughter's cool, just a terrorist. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what he says. I'm like, yeah, I don't know what it is, but... Uh, that's why everyone says you are. And I was like, I'm not a thug. Don't say that. <laughs> oh, people say you're gangster. Well, he associates at least with a good thing, which is you being yeah, tough yeah. and fighting. Um, were you raised in Albuquerque? Where are you from? Yeah, I'm born and raised in Albuquerque, man. So. And um, I, I know, was it Greg Jackson uh, recruited you to fight in what, 2002? Yes. They found me at a Chuck E. Cheese. They saw him at a Chuck E. Cheese. Are you kidding? Or are you serious? They found you at a Chuck E. Cheese? What were you doing? I was a birthday host for Crystal Cho's son's birthday party. And I was, like, entertaining the crowd, and I saw a bunch of cops standing at my table. And I was like, yeah, yeah. And they're all, like, whispering to each other and giving me that look like, oh, I know this kid. He did something wrong. And I was like, oh, crap. There's so many cops here. This must be a sting. I must have done something wrong. (laughs) And they're like, you're John Dotson. I was like, no, I didn't do it. That was (laughs) the first reaction. (laughs) So, wait, who was it, Greg Jackson? No, Crystal Trell, one of Greg Jackson's first black boats. He was, it was his kid's birthday party. Oh, I was going to yeah. say, man, if he came up to you at a Chuck E. Cheese, they probably thought he was a fucking creep. Yeah. <laughs> You're a little guy. He probably came up to you. Hey, want some, <laughs> want some tickets? <laughs> want sorry. some tickets? No, they're like, hey, do you want some candy? <laughs> want some candy? Come here. Oh, that's great. So wait, all these cops are looking at you, and then what happens? Uh, they just knew who I was from like, pretty much my athletic career. You're wrestling. Like, hey, or, oh, wrestling, football, and track. I was like one of the best athletes in the state. What position did you play in football? I was a fullback and a nose guard. And what, what and got you strong safety? Oh, sorry, buddy. What got you out of that? Was it that you enjoyed wrestling more? You you enjoyed fighting more, or was it the? Uh, what, what, did you have an injury? No, I just didn't want to go to college playing any sports. What I wanted to really do was design software and be a computer engineer. I what? wanted to build video games. Oh, you wanted to build video games? Yeah, of course. Uh, I want to write the codes and everything on it. You got to be careful of that, though, because what, what was his name? Lost all of his money. Uh, the Kurt, uh, Kurt, Schilling. Kurt Schilling put like $50 million into that video. What was the video game? I'm sure you remember it. He put it into $50 million into a video game he thought was going to be like a billion-dollar enterprise, and it cost him everything. Do you know, do you, do you what? know what I'm talking about? Nah. Me neither. All right, sorry. I didn't mean to just wreck the entire show. <laughs> but Well, you know who he is. He was a pitcher for uh, the Red Sox, and he pitched with the bloody sock when he beat the Yankees. I mean, he's a very, you I'm know, wonder tremendous what, pitcher. what game this is, and if it's a shitty game. It wasn't a great game. Um, can we just find out Kurt Schilling game? And, and how do you, what do you, what do you mean he put into the game? Put like, years of money into it and research. And now, uh, John, did you have a game in mind that you that you were working on? No, I was just sitting there just wanting to develop them at the time. Like, video games was 
not a very inspiring career. And I was like, I'm going to be like one of the stars for it, like trying to do it. I wanted to, to code, write software, and just be a part of it. And no. then they told me that my career, my talent was going to be wasted being a nerd. Now, do you enjoy games yourself, man? You play a lot? Or you what, what? What's your system of choice? Your oh, council right. of choice. Right now, I'm on Paragon. It's on PlayStation Four. I like okay. I play a lot of MLBAs, like multiple, multiple online battle arenas. Oh, like Legend, I don't know what that like is. That. What, now, what is that? You're playing against other people? Yeah, it's like five hundred five. You have to destroy some towers and then get to the inhibitor and then destroy a court. But you have like all these like different melee characters or ranged characters. Is that some is, assassin? Oh, is that one of those like like PC games, like the uh, EverQuest yeah. type of thing, or? No, it's like a like more of like League of Legends. Oh man! Or Smite. See, I'm so lost with all that. I am just a first person shooter guy. Like I was just telling uh, Jimmy, like my my whole family is uh, my wife and my kids are out of town for a little bit, so I've been home alone. So I've been playing a lot of Call of Duty, <laughs> some old school oh. Halo. I don't know if you play Halo, but I I dude, I love that's that's. You know, because you go on, you play, you jump on there, and then you go online, you shoot a lot of people, yeah, and you jump out. It's not like you have a big quest. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I just got a little time for that. Yeah, see, like that's all the time that you need to go on and shoot a few people for about ten minutes, and then you're done. That's oh. it. It's like you get that little rush in there. It's fun as hell. I feel like playing you know, right I'm now. I'm more it's of fun, a battlefield Jimmy. person. A what now? A battlefield. Oh, battlefield! I never got into that. I know you could use the tanks and stuff. Is that as? It felt to me like. A poor man's Call of Duty. Is it as fun as the Call of Duty? Because I know you get to use weapon like tanks and stuff like that. See, I like the Battlefield now because of the fact that you're, it's just you being able to, to be a marksman and be able to shoot. And if you kill them, you kill them. Instead okay. of them being the new Call of Duty where you're shooting at them and all of a sudden they magically teleported and air, like air jetted across the like, whole map. And you're like, what the hell? Yeah, yeah, Why yeah. are you just disappearing every time I'm shooting you right now? Yeah, like, we'll I'll have be- this app and this and that. Yeah, I'm, <clears throat> I'm enjoying that jetpack thing. But wait, hold on. Give me, a, give me a game that, uh, what, what what should I get? You said the Battlefront or Battlefield? What is it? Yeah, Battlefield 1. Battlefield 1. All right, I'm, gonna, I got a, I'm an Xbox guy, but I'm going to get that. See? Yeah, I like a new first-person shooter. I man. stopped playing video games so many years ago. Not for any reasons. I just I only played in the arcades. I never played really at home. So the last one you played was like Frogger. No, I was an Asteroids guy. Uh-huh. I was an Asteroids guy in the it's early like early eighties. Pong. You don't like you don't like Centipede? That was like my jam. Yes, yeah, Centipede. Boo, doo, doo. That stupid sound it would make when it was fell. Yes, I played a lot of Centipede when I was a kid. But I played. Did you play in the arcades, or are you not you're not old enough to remember the Centipede in the arcades? Yeah, I'm so glad that you sound too young to remember that. Thank you. Yeah, I wasn't sure when the arcades were. I mean, I'm 48, so I don't know when the arcades. Like, I was when I was a kid, uh, John. I got in the newspaper. It was my first piece of press. It was 1981 Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, the 49ers were playing the Bengals, and I played uh, on one quarter for 10 hours. That's amazing. On asteroids, really? and they put my picture in the newspaper, the local newspaper. I guess you didn't have ba- bladder problems back then. Oh boy, did I had to run and piss! I lost like 18 ships. Are you I, 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 oh, yeah, you had to piss in 10 hours. 10 hours on one quarter. <laughs> oh my god! I know. Wish I had the same luck with escorts. Right. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but back then the arcade games went away a few years later because you know home video gaming and Atari and all that stuff fucked them up. Yeah. So I wasn't sure. Um, so what happened? No, so I used to play Tekken and Street Fighter in our arcades all the time. Really? Yeah, I remember that. Once in a while, you'll still see an arcade. You'll walk by in a mall, but there's like eight games in it. Yeah. You know, it's not or a like a hotel it used to be. or something. Yeah, or a bowling alley. So uh, you're in a Chuck E. Cheese. 
um, they, they see you there. Chris Luttrell sees you. And then what does he see? You have a good personality. They recognize you. What encourages him to approach you and say, hey, we'd like you to come and train over at Jackson Wing? Because uh, I had a good wrestling background, and they knew what I've done, like I've accomplished throughout had pretty much my wrestling career. They're like, hey, do you want to go ahead and pursue something other than like education? Because school is a foundation that will always stay there in time, but your talent will dissipate throughout the years. I was like, eh, I'll give it a shot. Like, I'm not doing anything else. Let's try to see if I can have fun doing this, too. So you went over there. And uh, now, did you have you had a wrestling background, but did you have any like inclination to do mixed martial arts, or, or did they have to talk you into it? Or what happened when you first got there? When I first got there, they were like, hey, we're wrestling. I was like, cool. So the first dude that shot in on me, I did a front flip over, and then another dude grabbed my ankle, and I did a back flip out of it. So they were like, <laughs> oh, I love this dude. And then like, hey, everybody, we're starting on the ground now. And I was like, what the hell does that mean? Starting on the ground, we're do- we started grappling, and that's when it all went downhill. I got like ankle locked, knee bar choked, arm part. Oh, I got hit with every submission in the book that you see. Every like muscle bound idiot that walks into a jujitsu gym and thinks that they are the toughest dude in the room. That's what I got hit with. Now, have you seen that a lot? Like, have you seen that a lot? Where what? where big guys will come in and think that they're going to show everybody how to fight, and they just get they get tapped immediately. Yeah, Greg used to send me in as a like, deciding factor if they were overboard enough to train. They'd send in the big dudes in, and then they'll send me out. Like, all right, if you can get past him, you can come train, uh, train with us. I used to be like the mini bouncer before. <laughs> <laughs> you were the fucking gym bouncer. So now, did any of them get past you, or did, we, did most of them get uh, tapped out? Well, a lot of them got tapped out. A lot of them got dropped with body shots, to tell the truth. Because they all wanted to say they were, the, they were the baddest street fighters on the planet. So they're like, go with him. I was like, I was like can I hit him in the face? They're like, no. Body only. It's like, okay. So I just punch him and carry him in the body and they chill. Everybody falls. <laughs> it's amazing to me that anybody would walk into an MMA gym without humility. Like to think, if you're a boxer or whatever, you want to do a little boxing, but to walk in there and think that you're going to show anybody who's in a fighting gym. Yeah. Like people really yeah. are just delusional. Let's see, when, like, when I started training, there wasn't that, like, bench box wasn't like a big thing yet. It was still like an underground circuit, still legal in most, most states. Okay. And... Everybody was just like, yeah, I'm like the toughest dude in my block. I'm the toughest dude in the street. I'm the toughest dude of wherever they were from. And we're like, all right, well, let's see how good you are. Yeah, it makes sense. Fifteen years ago, it wasn't quite what it is now. Uh, What does he think of this that makes Greg Jackson such a a, a great uh, coach? I mean, what what does he have that uh, that you think makes him as effective as he is? He has that one characteristic that makes you believe in anything that he says and makes you want to go achieve it. Like, if you're... wild, crazy, creative person that you want to go out there and try. Well, he lets me try all my triple knees and double knees, double flying sidekick into a knee. And he believes I can actually land it. With his belief, I know I can go ahead and do it. Like, he's giving me that power. Like, oh, oh hell yeah. I can I can actually do this. Thank you, Professor X. I'm actually going to be able to <laughs> go out there and do anything that you tell me I can do. What you say? I can fly? Yeah, I can do that too. You remind me of one of the X-Men when you jump over, when you do that little flip on the... Uh... When you run, he runs to the cage. You ever seen him run to the yeah. cage and jump? Does, jumps right. Does a what is it? You do a little uh, backflip, wall flip. Yeah, a wall flip. I'm a, <laughs> I got some new tricks to. I'm, I'm hopefully bust out this weekend. Uh, dude, it's awesome, man. He does like a like a little Mary Lou Retton. It's awesome. I showed my age with that, Mary Lou. That's Lou. all right. Yeah, at least you didn't say Nadia Comaneci. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking older. Um, and uh, do you have any update on John Jones, uh, your uh, your teammate? Um, how is he doing? He's doing all right. He's been training. He's been working hard. He 
he's been steadily coming back to the gym. Obviously, he's been working with Greg a lot. He's been working with Wink and Brandon, and having both of them have a creative minds help their, help their strike game become better. He doesn't want to feel like he's out of the loop, out of the game, and he wants to be a new man. Like John Jones is here to stay, and he wants to make sure that Daniel Cormier knows that he has an actual fight whenever John Jones comes back. Well, are you a believer, uh, John, in ring rust at all? Or you know, we hear that term a lot, and some guys discount it. But I think, like anything else, there's no way it can't affect you when you don't fight for a year. It has to affect you on some level. Um, what's the longest time you've taken off in your MMA career without actually a fight? The longest? Like yeah, two years. And what was that due to? No one saying yes. Oh, no one saying <laughs> yes. Oh, you weren't hurt? No, I was hurt one time. That was after I fought John Moraga and. In June, like three years ago, and then I had to fight DJ right after, like one year later, or Zach McCosty one year later. But that was pretty much the only like layoff I had from an injury. Other than that, the long layoff was two years because no one wanted to say yes. Everyone kept on saying no, and I just I wanted to fight from 125 to 155, and I still couldn't find an opponent. How are you feeling uh, now at the weight you're at? How are you feeling at bantamweight? Good. It's still a little cut, but. I'm okay. I can make the weight and I feel just as strong and way faster than everybody here. So it's something that you uh, you think you think you're going to stay there. You don't see yourself going back down. I can see myself going back down. I can see myself going up too. Oh, you're thinking about That's possibly going up? Of course. Well, well, you know he took out he took out uh, T.J. Dillashaw. Yes, he did. I was going to ask you about that. Do you? Does he, and he's fighting Cody. Um, you know, at bantamweight. How, how do you feel about that? Is that hard after beating him to see him fight for the title? Nah, I'm actually excited. I think TJ has done so much since me and him fought on the Ultimate Fighter finale that he's grown as a pretty much as a mixed martial artist. His striking's got crisper. I haven't seen his real jiu-jitsu ability, but he's been taking people down. Look at what he did to Lineker. Like, he picked him apart, and he knew that taking him down was going to be the, the actual key to victory. I mean, I wish I wouldn't have thought of that. See, I tried to bang with the dude all, all five rounds. Yeah, you still, had a, you still had a good fight, and you had a, a close fight with, with Lineker. I wish I would have thought of that. It's funny. Uh, let me ask you, uh, just out of curiosity, how do you think you would uh, match up with him now? I know you got your task ahead of you, but just for uh, shits and giggles, how do you think you match up with him now with his new improvements, uh, TJ Dillazo? I'd be interesting. I think if the fight lasts a little bit longer, but the outcome would be the same. Damn! Right. Sorry, Jim. Like victory. What do you think about uh, TJ uh, uh, Cody Garbrandt? Do you have any? Uh, I mean, how do you think TJ beats a guy like that? If TJ really wants to beat Cody, he's gonna have to take out his whole ego and pride, and just make sure he can goes in there and fight. Like Cody did yeah. something phenomenal that nobody else has ever thought of. They got in Dominic's head and made him look silly, and then that ruined his confidence. That took away from all of his natural ability, being so elusive and being such a good counter striker. And Cody just out there doing the same thing to him and manipulated his game and turned it into his own by mocking him. No, you've never seen anybody, you've never seen anyone do that to Dominic because Dominic does that to everyone. That's a great point. And, and do you think also because Cody meant it? Like you can pretend to be a certain way, but with Cody, he really meant it. And maybe Dominic could sense it. And that might have gotten in his head. And then taunting him in the ring a little bit. When you're a guy as feared as Dominic Cruz and you see a guy kind of taunting you, even if it's premature, that maybe that still does bother you on some level. Oh, of course. And he executed the perfect game plan. It wasn't to sit there and beat him physically. It was to beat him mentally, to beat him physically. Well, TJ reminds me of Dom, the way he fights a little bit. And, and it doesn't. I don't see him as being a guy who's very easy to intimidate. I, I don't see TJ as a guy uh, whose head is very easy to get into. 
Yeah, I do. TJ's an easy mental case. Like he's one of those guys who are are quickly to want to jump the gun. And sh- he's that person to shoot first and ask questions later. Like, he doesn't. He rides on whatever emotion that he's on that right now. So if he's on anger, anger's gonna be the only thing he sees, and technique will be out the window. It'll be like a on the back burner. That game plan that they all formulated would just disappear immediately. Also, I'm incorrect about that. Okay, so you're saying that a guy like Cody might be able to get to him um, because he would uh, he, he may be able to tap into that and get him to not fight his fight. Yeah, one hundred percent. Uh, how do you combat that? You know, I, I asked, uh, I, I think, was it Eddie Wineland I asked or Cub Swanson, one of those guys, about what, is there anybody that's ever gotten into your head? Now, no fighter ever wants to admit that, but at times it has to be irritating, a guy shit-talking you, or there's got to be something somebody did that bothered you on some level. Uh, the only person that really bothered me was Demetrius Johnson. Like, he's just, like, he don't want to, it doesn't sound like he wants to fight, and it doesn't sound like he has a, like, an own original thought. Everything seems like it's been predetermined by his coaches for him to say. I don't think trust anything he can possibly think as a person. Like it's not a bad thing to say. Like he does exactly. He's a perfect like warrior. You give him any command, he'll do it. You give him any actions, he'll do it. You tell him what to believe, and he believes it. So basically, uh, you respect him as a fighter. But the, the the personality or the person you think um, he he's not really giving you much of himself. He's just kind of repeating what he's been told. Yeah, yeah. I know they can like follow orders really well. Um, do you think he's? It's funny because somebody else mentioned him, uh, and again it might have been Eddie on Twitter who mentioned the fact that he's such a great fighter and he's so dominant and he's not technically the draw that a lot of fighters are. Do you think that's part of it? Like there has to be. Like, you know, look at Conor McGregor. Okay, great, charismatic guy, uh, fun guy to watch, good fighter. But he hasn't won, you know, he hasn't done what Demetrius Johnson has done. He hasn't dominated yeah. the way Demetrius Johnson has. And yet he's a much bigger draw. Like, what do you attribute that to? Just being able to hold a conversation. <laughs> Dodson, you are a funny dude. <laughs> I love it. I, you're, you're hysterical, man. I Keep talking. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I, hey, listen, you're opinionated. I like yeah. when you're just very truthful. Yeah, yeah, that is just nice. A, and, I, and I listen, not to attack the champ, but yeah. Demetrius, because he's a nice guy. Yeah. But he's like, just to have a yeah. conversation. I think that's hysterical. Hey, let me ask you, uh, <laughs> let me ask you, John. It, I, I always make the point where a lot of the best fighters, they're enjoying themselves in there. You, you can, I, I mean, even when I see you backstage, but even in the cage, I never see you not smiling, even during the fight. I mean, how much are you enjoying it in there? Do the, and it doesn't look like the nerves get to you at all. Is it another day of sparring in there for you? That's just another day. Like, I'm enjoying that moment. Yeah. Like, every time I'm in the octagon, it's just like having fun. Yeah, I can see it's that. It's not because I'm going, I'm about ready to beat up somebody or they're going to beat me up. Yeah. It's because it's like the last time I actually get to enjoy that peace, that harmony, that tranquility of knowing that I could actually die this second. Yeah. Like, no one ever really thinks about it. They're like, oh, man, I'm going to die in the future. I got this whole long road ahead of me. No, nah, man, I could die right now by some freak accident. Like, all of a sudden, one of the cables on the, on the jumbotron or when the light cable came down and swung and just took me out, like, final destination status and just ended my whole life and career. And that's going to be the last, the last moment. I just took one punch because I thought I was enjoying something differently, and I saw like flashes of joy and I got punched in the face and I'm like, oh, devastation. Just go on. Beautiful. Oh yeah, I'm definitely not getting it right now. Sorry. 
I've been moving around this whole time. Yeah, your phone's <laughs> cutting out a little bit, but I figured that you're just hyped up. He's hyped up. He's running the race, doing the. Uh, he's running up the walls like he does in the cage. Well, good luck, man. Uh, fighting on uh, Saturday night in Nashville. We're looking forward to watching you fight against Eddie Wineland, uh, you know, who's number ten in the division. And you're always fun to watch, man. You always put on a very, very tough fight. And yeah. um, I, I'm looking forward to seeing you. And uh, you know, next, if you're ever in New York, we invite guys that we like in. We'd love to have you come in, man. You're a fun guy. For sure. If I'm ever in New York, I'm definitely coming in. Definitely, man. Down. Awesome, I'm going to sit on top of a chair and swing my feet. <laughs> I, do, I do that every day. Yeah, none of us are talking. Uh, hey, remember, we're, the, we're like the same size, me and you. <laughs> I know. That's why I'm like excited. Uh, hey, Johnny, I'll, I'll see you over there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be in uh, Tennessee. I got Ally Aquinta fighting. So I'll see you out there, homie, and good luck. For sure, I will. Thank you. All right, John. Take care. Take care, homie. You too. He's a fun guy. Phone was crapping out a little bit. That'll happen sometimes. Yeah, he's moving around. You sound like a robot. I'm gonna. You, I know what you have to do. Yeah. Did you say it? What'd you just say? Have to whiz. Me too. Let's whiz. Same time. Sword fight. What? What? I was gonna say the the game is Kingdoms of Amalar Reckoning, which apparently had to sell three million copies to break even, and it sold anywhere between three hundred thousand and like. 1.2 1.2 million, so it's kind of unclear how so many what is it, what it the didn't do well. Is it a good game? I, it seems well, who like it got that decent much, reviews. Who would put that much into a game, though? Dude, he, he wanted to be a billionaire. PP. Right back. PP break. You're listening to UFC Unfiltered with Jim Norton and Matt Sarah. Very important question here. Are you hiring? Do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? That's a big part of getting the best candidate. Uh, the best candidate. See that? They could have, UFC had posted... On ZipRecruiter.com, they would have gotten a better co-host from Matt than me because I say Bass Candidate. They would have said, looking for a man who speaks well to join Matt Sarah, and I would not have gotten the job. But ZipRecruiter was not used by UFC way back then, and this is what they get. They're stuck with me. If you want to find the perfect hire, you got to post your jobs on all the top job sites, and you can now with ZipRecruiter.com. You post your job to 100-plus job sites, including social media networks like Twitter and Facebook, all with a single click. Find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. You post once and watch your qualified candidates roll in to ZipRecruiter's very easy-to-use interface. There's no juggling emails or annoying calls to your office. Quickly screen candidates, rate them, hire the right person quickly. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by Fortune 100 companies and thousands of small and medium-sized businesses. And right now, our listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash unfiltered. That will let you know who sent you to them. It's us, and it keeps us employed. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash unfiltered. One more time, try it for free. You have nothing to lose. It's a great service. ZipRecruiter.com slash unfiltered. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans proudly supports UFC Unfiltered. When it comes to the big decision of choosing a mortgage lender, it's important to work with someone you can trust who has your best interest in mind. And with Rocket Mortgage, you'll get a transparent online process that gives you the confidence to make an informed decision. Don't waste time searching through stacks of paperwork. With Rocket Mortgage, you can securely share your financial info to get mortgage approval in minutes. You can even adjust the rate and length of your loan in real time to make sure you get the mortgage solution that's right for you. Whether you're looking to buy a home or refinance your existing mortgage, you can lift the burden of getting a home loan with Rocket Mortgage. Skip the bank, skip the waiting, and go completely online at quickenloans.com slash unfiltered. That's Q-U-I-C-K-E-N loans.com slash unfiltered. An equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states. 
nmlsconsumeraccess.org number 3030. That was wonderful. John Dotson, very, very fun. And um, we are now uh, calling Ally Quinta. Oh, I know him. You do know him. Raging Al. I want you to interview him seriously. Like you've never Like I don't know him? All right. Freak him out. that awesome jujitsu? Who's your teacher? Let me see. How are you feeling just three days away from your return to the octagon? You could ask him that one. Dude, what a pleasure it is to work this guy's corner, though. I'll tell you that much. Who's better looking, Matt Serra or Ray Longo? I'm going to ask him that. I think I started. Who wrote that? Fucking me. The producer. I already know who's better looking. Who's better looking? I don't need to ask. Please, right. this tent in my pants. I see it every day. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> what? How's the real estate business? <laughs> You're funny. I forgot he was doing that. I might have to get him on my house. That my my, giant my guy. I'm not going to attack my guy because he's a nice guy, but he better start fucking selling my goddamn house. I got two fucking mortgages. I don't... Listen. Yeah. UFC Unfiltered's great, and, 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 the, and the UFC's good to me. I got two mortgages. Yes, you, oh, you still haven't sold that This one. guy's got to sell my house. He's got to sell the house. Let's get Al to do it. I Hello? Should get, I should have uh, Al doing it. Mr. Iaquinta? Yo. Ah, oh, that's my guy. Hi, buddy. It's Matt and Jim. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How's everything? We're doing great, man. Hey, is Aljo out there with you yet? Aljo's, Aljo's here with me. That's, out, fucking, yeah. that's a dangerous duo right there. Those guys in the dark alley. So, are you doing anything I'm in Nashville? Going, uh, what's that? Are you going to do anything in Nashville? There's so many, like the Johnny Cash Museum. There's a lot of shit there to see. Yeah, we we actually just are we on are we on right now? We are. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah, we are. Okay, raging cool. Al. Hell yeah. I'm uh, I'm going to meet up with Al Joe right now. He's down in uh, he's down on the strip right now. I had to do a bunch of interviews and stuff, but uh, yeah, I'm definitely definitely planning on checking out everything around here. Everyone. Everyone's like, oh, when you're fighting again, I say, I'm say i saying fighting in April in Nashville. They go, Nashville, oh, it's sick. You're going to have a great time. There's, a, you know, bachelorette parties and everything. It's supposed to be pretty cool, so I'm, I'm looking forward to checking it out. Did you say bachelorette parties? Yeah, what are you going to do, just walk into a bachelorette party? Let's that's get, what they say. <laughs> Yo, Al, let's get let's uh let's play with that man. Let's get some find some bachelor bachelorettes and get Longo to pop out of a cake for him or something. <laughs> we'll tell him it's going to be either yes. you or Aljo. They'll get excited and they'll go, "Why is the cake so huge?" <laughs> and all of a sudden, ah, zip! Come here, oh bitches. <laughs> That'll be great. What the fuck that's am I talking? Great. About? <laughs> Hell yeah! But uh, I, I, listen, I think Ray's coming out. I'm coming out tomorrow also. By the time people yeah. are listening to this, it's going to be... Well, I'll be there th- Thursday, so this is exciting, man. Nice. Are things in walking distance, or how is it to the hotel and everything? Uh, no, it's a little It's a little drive, All right. but uh, not too far. Not bad at all. Yeah. There's a lot of traffic here. There's, uh, getting to it, it's like a half an hour maybe, I guess, but it's not too bad. Now, I know you, and you like to just... I mean, like when you were in Australia, you fought over in... Uh, Australia, you stayed for an extra two weeks or whatever it was, or was it longer? Are you? Yeah, do- yeah, no, it was yeah. the same thing. All right, no, I'm I'm gonna stay a couple of days, but I'm not gonna stay too long. I gotta get back home. I got uh, I got some stuff I gotta take care of with the real estate and everything. So, so you'll stay just, and just sightsee a little bit. I really like that. Good for you. You're like enjoying life. Yeah, that's the that's uh, one of the good, really great things you know about fighting. There's so many good things, but one of the really really good things is that I fought all over the world in places that I probably never would have went to. And, you know, they kind of, it's not that they force you to go, but they decide where the fight is. And you just kind of make the most of it. 
Nashville seems pretty cool, so that's definitely what I'm going to do. And you stay after because you can enjoy it more after. You can go out and enjoy some of the local food, have a drink. You know, there's there's not the pressure of the impending fight. You can actually just kind of let it go and have fun. Yeah, like I'm going to, I'm going to meet up with Aljo now, and he's with a, a, a couple people that, that that we know down here, and they're all going to be drinking and eating good food. I'm going to kind of be sitting there watching them, but <laughs> you know, it's still fun to do that kind of thing. You kind of see it, but then. Uh, once the fight's over, then you get to really enjoy it, and that's what I'm looking forward to. Well, who's going to stay there with you? Are you by yourself? Do you, will you do these things solo, or will you have a friend come, or what are you going to do? Uh, yeah, it's um, I'll I'll do it solo. I'm cool with doing that. I like I like doing that. But uh, this time is uh, a couple of my buddies from back home are coming out. It's it's his uh, birthday on Sunday. Okay. So we'll do uh, you know, a fight on Saturday and Sunday. Celebrate the birthday and get Whose crazy. Whose birthday? And, Give him a shout know. out. Anybody I know? Uh, Tim Tim Murray. Tim All Murray right. From, uh, yeah, Mulcahy's, his, his father's donor of Mulcahy's is. Uh, oh, get out of here! He's a good dude. Yeah, good guy. Good guy. Great guy. So we're gonna we're gonna uh, we're gonna have a good time over here for sure for his birthday. Like I can't understand hanging by yourself. Like I'm I'm so weird. Like I I I eat by myself, but you'll stay in the city by yourself and just explore it. Yeah, kind of just wander around, you know, sometimes you meet people, but you never know what's going to happen when you're by yourself, you know, it's, it's kind of like, uh, kind of like a solo adventure, and, you know, with the, with the fighting and stuff, you can, it's, it's easy to meet people, you just kind of, if you wander into a gym, people kind of know you, you, oh. you know, you'll ask them where, where the good spots are, they'll, sometimes, you know, they'll show you around, and it's, uh, you know, a good way to get right to the source, you find where the good spots are, where the good, uh, Good places to party and stuff like that, you know. When I was with uh, in De- who was fighting in Denver the- when we were there? What was that? Aljo. Oh, Aljo was fighting in Denver, man. Yeah, and uh, and I was out there and hanging out with Ray Janelle. And after that, he went over to he went right. I think he went right from there over to Australia for like two or three weeks. No. Yeah, I came. Home, I went home for like uh, a couple days. Uh, actually, one day. I went home for yeah. a day, and then yeah, I went out to. Went out to Australia to teach some seminars yeah, and by stuff. Himself. Was, uh, yeah. You know, I was I was in a kind of like a, a stale state. You know, I wasn't I didn't have a fight lined up. Yeah. The real estate was kind of like a dead period. So I was like, I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to go to Australia. I set up some seminars to kind of make the trip pay for itself. That's awesome. Man. And I just explored that place, man. Yeah, it's cool. That's really so good. Cool, man. I, I would criticize that if I hadn't booked gigs just because I wanted to have sex with certain people. Uh, you, ba- I've, got, <laughs> I've gotten on planes for that. So, yeah, I definitely get it. <laughs> no, that's fucking great. Raging out, he's, got no, he's got no problem. And he, he looks like he's, he could be in a I boy know. band and he's a dangerous motherfucker. He has no problems in that department. Raging out. It's good, man. So, Al, the beach for you growing up, the beach is a fun place where you're comfortable. Yeah, yeah, the beach is definitely... Uh, He's into the de- de- my, father was a, my father was an ocean lifeguard, so I grew up there, you know, as a little kid, just playing on the beach, you know? And, uh, yeah, I just like being... I hate being inside. I get, you know, kind of like stir-crazy, so I like being just outside and doing things always, you know? Jimmy, he likes the uh, the kayak. Oh, okay. You still doing that, Al, kayak, the kayaking? Yeah, yeah. A little bit, a little bit, yeah, kayaking a little bit. Got away from it or what? I know you you were kind of into that. It's a pain in the ass, lugging that big-ass thing <laughs> down to the beach and throwing it, you know, you got to carry it. And yeah. Whatever, so. But, uh, yeah, that's fun. It's all right. <laughs> it's all right. Yeah, but you're not into the regular surfing too much, are you? 
I had the freaking knee problems, man. Oh, I got, just yeah. As I, That's, you don't want to do that shit. Just as I started getting into surfing, my knee started, you know, feeling like shit, and then I had to have surgery. Yeah. So it's like uh, something I'd love to do yeah. and really get good at, but... Well, that's what's it's nice about, about the kayak. You can just sit in that fucking thing, <laughs> right? That's it. It's a sick workout, upper body workout. There's, you know, in the, in the ocean with the waves, so you're you're you're, uh, you're working hard to uh, not get killed in it. You know, man. I see these everybody enjoying the ocean, and I'm just, I'm just not an ocean person. Well, I'm not because of my body. Like if I go to the beach with a pretty girl, I just sit there with my fucking black jeans and t-shirt on. I'm, I'm I'm not a well-built fucking guy. It's humiliating. My goal is to get laid at the beach once. The gym, man. I know. I go to the gym, but I don't go. I don't. I, I eat too many nuts. I eat too many. You know, I'm in average shape. I'm in a- <laughs> well, I should- many, dude, you say eat too many nuts, and I'm seriously, I don't know why, but I'm having a craving for fucking pizza. Yeah, I'm, 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 it's I'm, good. I'm, yeah, pizza rules, dude. Oh, when I, when the, I, those guys are really fucking killing me right now. Oh, sorry. <laughs> poor, poor Al's fighting. <laughs> Jane, you're right. You're sitting there about the eating. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go to Penn Station. Dude, and- you know what I'm craving? Honestly, you ever have? You ever chop up some asparagus and, and uh, put a little warm water in there and eat oh, it? That's oh, delicious. that's good stuff. I'm with make, you. I'm making it feel better. Uh, right, right now, I, I like some Nashville barbecue. I hear the barbecue is good, so I'm like craving that right now. It's okay. It's going to be the first thing I attack. Honestly, yeah, I've eaten it. It's okay. fine. Yeah, it's fine. You're not missing much. You're not missing a whole lot. It's, it's a, you'll eat it. You go, yeah, that's fine. We it's would, not like the big deal. Either. We were just with, uh, obviously. That makes that, me feel better. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, 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 all, it's amazing. Longo couldn't get over the barbecue in Kansas City, man. Oh, he Look, loved it. Oh, Longo was really? like. Well, he's watching his way. Did he, he eat me? He's watching what? Oh, all right. But any, no, he probably is. Now, Longo looks good. I think Longo yeah, looks better than he looked in a while. But uh, he, he couldn't stop talking about the damn barbecue. And I have no interest in the barbecue. You don't like barbecue? He's like, oh, the brisket. I go, dude. Get your brisket. No, 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 it's like gravy on the fries. <laughs> I'm like, calm down, Longo. <laughs> when I was down in Memphis for, I was, I was thinking the same thing, like the barbecue, oh, big deal, whatever. But when I was in Memphis yeah. for when Bowman, Bowman fought down there, and me and Hire went down, and Hire was like, oh, you got to check out this spot. I was like, yeah, all right, whatever. We went, and oh my god, you could just tell there's like history in the food. They really care. It's like, uh, oh, you know, the place has been there forever. It's family owned. I forget the name of it. But it's like it's like one of the top two spots, you know, in, in Memphis with the barbecue. So, yo, I'm, I'm all about that kind of stuff. You hey, know? when you get back for the, for the victory party, did I ever tell you about me and Longo went after? Uh, on, you know, Wiz Bicky passed away. That was that was depressing. But uh, mm. you do you know Wiz Bicky? I don't. Not you, Jimmy. Uh, <laughs> you never met Wiz Bicky, the big tall guy. I've, I've, ne- I've met him maybe once, but I, I've heard all the stories. Yeah, no, it was, it's yeah. a shame. Like it's it's horrible that he passed away. But listen to me, we went to this place, Eddie's. We know it's hard. Christopher Dusa. I was wondering if this is where this is. Listen going. to me, uh, Al, raging Al. We yeah, got to yeah. go to this place. It's called Eddie's in New Hyde Park, and it's the original place of the bar pizza. Oh God, it's so good. It's so good, and they have a meatball. It's like homemade. Wait, it tastes Eddie's, like Eddie's Pizza. Eddie's from New Hyde Park. You, you yeah, heard of it? Yeah, I know. I've been there. You, yeah. How did you go there? It's on Hillside Avenue. It is. On, it is. Yeah. We apologize you, for Matt yeah. being so grief stricken. How, how do you know? Death. How do you know about that place? <laughs> I used to. I used to like live right across the street. I was at that other gym years oh, back. Was, uh, shit, that was right there on Hillside. I that's a little there. hidden. That's like, a little oh, hidden gem. That place. It really. It is. It is. It, it looks like a oh. bar, and then like you go into this other pond, and all of a sudden you're uh, in a time warp. It's almost right? like an old diner, kind of an old yes. diner pizzeria kind of spot. That's yep. sold. We're going. 
Me, you, and Aljo and Weidman. Hell yeah. All right. We'll bring Longo. <laughs> no, of course. <laughs> of course we'll bring Longo. He's paying. <laughs> We're doing that when you get back, yeah. buddy. I like the way we just made uh, those. I'm <laughs> down. I haven't been there in years. Oh, sure. a hundred. I've been promising Aljo. We've been always saying, oh, man, we got to go to Domenico's. Forget that. We're going to. We're going to go there when you're back. Nice. All right, I forgot we're doing a show. That's all right. It's interesting to hear. I just remembered. All right. All right, so you're fighting Diego Sanchez this Saturday. That's a tremendous fight. Um, you know, how do you deal with a guy like Diego? What's, what's, I mean, again, I know you don't want to give away your game plan, but how do you deal with a guy like that who you know will stand there and bang if he has to? Uh, I mean, he'll st- stand there and bang if he has to. He's, that's his MO. I think that's his goal, you know, is to make it a war, get me out of my game plan. The guys that he's beaten – are guys that, like, uh, I, I think, I'm pretty sure Gilbert Melendez still won the fight, but I remember Gilbert Melendez, was, he was calm, he was cool, he was picking his shots in the first round, and he was looking like an all-star. And then Diego started getting bloody, and Diego started, you know, kind of taunting him, saying, come on, let's go, let's roll. And he, he, he uh, you know, he kind of agreed to this fight where, where they're just swinging leather, and uh, no one can really tell what the hell's going on because they're just beating the hell out of each other. And it kind of, it kind of, it was fight of the night, and it was like a close fight. And Diego thought he won, but you know, if if he would have stuck to the game plan that that first round and kind of just it, like um, Miles Jury, no one really talks about that fight. Miles Jury just just moved around, picked his shots, made it look easy. And I think those are the fights where Diego's going to have trouble, where where um, where you're not you're not engaging in that crazy all-out brawl um i forget where i heard it was like uh two guys yelling at each other from across the street they both look like idiots you know you can't tell who's right or wrong they just stand there screaming at each other but if one guy's you know he's calm he's cool he's explaining himself he looks like the right you know the the guy that's correct and usually he is so that's that's what i kind of think this how i how i want this fight to go i don't want to be you know, out there swinging leather, just crazy. Because anyone could do that. Um, you know, I, I've I've worked so hard over my career of um, you know being technically sound, being one step ahead, really being a thinker in the, in the cage. And I think that's what's gonna that's what's gonna uh, give me the win in this one for sure. Well, you know, if we were just talking to John Dodson about guys taking other guys out of their game, uh, we were talking about uh, Dominic Cruz and, and T.J. Dillashaw and the ability of certain fighters to get taken out. So what you're saying is basically in the ring, you're not going to allow him. Because when you're in the ring and a guy is going, come on, let's do it, you know, it, it might be tempting to do it because there's 17,000 people watching a guy call you out for more aggression. But you're saying that you're not going to allow that. Uh, you're not going to allow him to pull you into what he wants. Exactly, exactly. I have I have just, you know, my... my uh my goals as far as what I want to do in this fight and I'm sticking to it, you know, I'm going to, uh, I just really want to make it look like I'm the younger, faster, stronger guy, more technical. And I, I really, I'm going to just try to make him look like he doesn't belong in there with me. I, I know he's going to be there the whole time. I know he's, he's probably, you know, one of the craziest, he, the guy is, is out of his mind and, and someone that mentally, I don't know. I guess you call it mentally strong. He is mentally strong. He he's not. He's in there till the end. Yeah. There's no getting rid of that guy mentally. You're not breaking him. It's impossible. There's there's not. He's never gonna break. But uh, just being content on landing my shots the entire time, no matter how uh, you know crazy he gets, is uh, that's what's gonna. That's what you know. I really believe that's what's gonna do it for me. I I don't think if he tries to 
if he tries to play my game, I don't think he's I don't think he's going to be able to do it. Uh, you know, if if I did were to play his game, I think I would be somewhat successful. I think I would be successful, but there's no point in even going there. You know, that's a great way to phrase it. That uh, you know that there's no getting rid of him because a lot of guys go into a fight. Uh, they try to, you know, paint their picture to themselves that they can break this other guy. But you're giving him the respect of saying he's unbreakable. I understand that. So here's what I have to do to beat him. That's a very smart way to look at it. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a few there's there's not many guys that I've met that I, that I will say that about. Um, there's a couple guys that I've trained with that there is. They're just they, it, Ray calls it the cuckoo gene. It's like yeah. you got you you just he doesn't get tired because he doesn't know any better. You know he's he's, <laughs> he's yeah. It's just it, that's what he does. He's just going and going and going, and his he just sees red and he goes and it's respectable. It's you know it's that's he's got this nickname now. He's calling himself the Lionheart, and it works perfectly for him. It, it fits him perfectly. But a lot of times, if you if you have a you know the heart of a lion, you're. Uh, you know, you can you can get yourself beat up worse than than uh, than you should. I think I think it's I think it's a really good fight for me. I think he he, he poses a lot of he, he's got a lot of uh, he poses a lot of problems, you know, sure. especially as the the later rounds. You know, but I'm ready for it. I'm I'm in shape. I've been looking forward to this for so long. I just really can't wait to get in there. I don't. This week is the worst week because I'm just like I just want to I just want to fight. You know, so. I'm uh, I'm just I'm excited, man. I'm excited for sure. Now, and this is awesome because I know how excited you were when you got this matchup because this is not a guy you got to go looking for in there. You know you have, you know you you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean. You know you have a fight like this guy's coming at you. So I know that gets you excited because some guys no, like to compete and and this and that, but some guys just like the the fight. Raging Out likes yep. the fight. Yes, he does. He look, oh, and yeah. that's another guy that loves his job, Jimmy. Like I yeah. told you, he just loves it in between ranks. No place. There's certain guys when they're in there, I, I feel there's like no place they'd rather be. And that's, that's you could say that. It's easy to say that, but it, for you to mean that is it's a rare thing. Raging Al wants to be there. Right? Raging Al, am I definitely. lying? I feel you want no, to fucking no, be there. Definitely. I, I want to, I've been, uh, I've been wanting, it's, it hasn't felt the same since I haven't, since I haven't fought in a while. You know, I definitely, uh, Definitely can't wait to get in there, and you know, like you said, I feel I feel at home when I'm in there. I, I put in the work, you know. I put in put in the work my whole life. I've I've been in, uh, you know. I started out wrestling, started then got into this. So I, you know, it's been years in the making. So I feel like, you know, this is a guy that I've I've seen since I I've definitely been I've been looking out, you know, for D. I've been I've had my eye on Diego Sanchez as an opponent. You know, when I was in high school, it was like I, I was just getting into the Ultimate Fighter, and I see this guy is crazy, you know, lunatic. <laughs> that's just you know winging punches, and and you know this guy's out of his mind. So he he's been on my radar longer than I've been on his, and uh, you know it's gonna be it's gonna be a cool thing to get in there and, and mix it up with him. He's lost, I think, five out of his last nine fights, uh, so he, he's he's definitely beatable. But I, I think that you're approaching it really, really smart by uh, knowing that this guy is impossible to break mentally and that you just don't let him trick you or, or suck you into it with ego uh, to doing what he wants you to do in the ring. Yeah, from from what I've seen, that's you know that's the way to beat him. I've watched a bunch of his fights. I've been like I said, I've been watching him forever, and uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's going to be a good one. It's definitely, definitely. Uh, Definitely going to be a good fight. I mean, yeah, they made a co-main you know. co event, man. I didn't even know that until I looked at it. I'm like, that's awesome, dude. They they know yeah. what they were doing with that. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely uh, definitely 
shows a lot of respect that I've been out, you know, two years and, and uh, still getting a co-main event slot. So that's really cool. And, uh, and an opponent like that, it's got all the makings for a great fight. Let, let me let me ask you your take on this, Rage Now. Uh, Jorge Masvidal is, uh, hey, you, you know, you defeated him, and now he's going to be fighting Damian Maya in, in May. Uh, what, what do you what do you think of that matchup? How do you think that's going to go? Uh, I don't know, man. Masvidal's his wrestling is really good. His wrestling is he's definitely. I was shot him a couple of times, and he, you know, he's strong. His legs are strong. His defense is strong. And now up at one seventy, he's he's gotten even stronger. So. Uh, I think if if it's if it stays on its feet, Maswell is he's gonna he's gonna take it. But uh, Damian Maya has just been he's been a technician at just taking guys down and and hey, I think he's gotten hit what like less than ten times in his last five fights or something crazy Man, like that. So he's due. That's, <laughs> he's uh, due. He's due. He's due. due. He's due. Maybe. He's really um, something, and he is big for that weight, though. Al, you got to remember, he used to fight at middleweight. So, boy, yeah, boy, yeah. for you, he fought you at at at, uh, at one fifty five. So yeah. now, of course, yeah, he can walk around a little a uh, bit closer to weight and this and that. But he's also fighting. A, I mean, Maya is big, man. I mean, for for one seventy, he's a big dude. I'm really, really interested to see if if Masvidal could hold him off. You know what I mean? And if he does, I don't know. Is this going to be a main event though on that card or no? Do we know? No, I think I it's know. on the main card. It's, it's on, on the, the main card, the but Dallas it's not, card. Oh, oh, it's on the Dallas card. So it's probably it's like a third or fourth. I think fight. a three round fight definitely plays better for for uh, Maya. You know, to try. Oh, to, Maya. Okay. Well, I think so, only because I think he's got he could put a lot of pressure in trying yeah. to force the grappling. Where in a five round fight, if Masvidal is able to hold him out, Masvidal's got an amazing gas tank where he could maybe pick him apart in later rounds, where he's not going to have that luxury now in a three round fight. Yeah. Yeah. Well. No matter how it goes, I, I hope I hope uh, uh, I like Damian Maya, it's a, but I got to root for Masvidal. You know, I got I got the last win over him, so every time he wins, I'm like I'm like yes, keep going, buddy. I hope he gets the title, and I, you know, it's, it looks it's, good for me. That's you know? so great that you say that, dude. I do the same thing. GSP. I do the same yeah, thing yeah. every time. St. Pierre is, was he's coming back, I'm, and I like Bisping too. But I'm like, get him, George, take him down, <laughs> yeah. motherfucker. Yeah. I'm, yeah. It's funny. Every time they win, it's like another notch in your belt, you know. Yeah, man. What else, Jimmy? I think it's I mean, uh, we did it, man. Al, thank you, buddy. Uh, you know, come back in when you're here, and of course, good luck definitely. against uh, Diego Sanchez this Saturday. It is the co-main event, uh, Swanson versus Lobov uh, this Saturday, the twenty second, ten o'clock. It's uh, on FS1 free and live, and it is from Nashville. And have fun after the fight, man, and uh, we'll see you as soon as you're back. We'll see you man, I'll be seeing you sooner than that. I'll Appreciate see you tomorrow. Jimmy. I'll, yes. I'll hit you up when I'm in town tomorrow, buddy. All right. See you tomorrow, Matt. All, All right, right. Raging Al. Take care, Al. Thank you guys. Good luck, Later, buddy. Right. homie. Thank That's you. right. That's my goal. I'm going to be in Al's corner someday, even though I don't really know much. I'm, I'm just going to yell the helpful things. I'm really, you know what? You're doing wonderfully. <laughs> you're doing wonderfully. <laughs> I'll be like I'll a hype you. man. I'll tell you, man. Through the good times and the bad, like I mean, it was. I mean, what a roller coaster of emotions these last couple of weeks off of me. Like the the thing with Weidman really hit us hard. Oh, of course. I mean, it just hits you hard. It really does. And then you get lifted up again after Aljo's performance, you know. And Aljo's Aljo was very emotional backstage yes. too. And it's just it's just. Such well, he had a, lost two straight. This was a big win for him. He need, and he lost two that were very uh, winnable fight. Uh, guys, sure. fights that were, he was definitely sure. in, you know. And uh, I thought he actually. Should have got the decision, the one, the last one. But uh, 
prior to this. But, you know, I mean, now we're going there with Ray Janelle, and it's just every one of the – listen, we don't have the, one of the biggest camps out there, but every one of these guys I consider a, a friend of mine, you know, and, uh, and I like to be there um, – with them on this journey and I have a really good time, man. I get to have some good moments with these guys. And uh it is an emotional roller coaster though. You need to get that win. Two losses. I mean Chris has lost three after being undefeated. Yeah. Holly has lost three after yeah. being undefeated. And then you have other guys like OSP who's on a three fight losing. Yeah. What does that do to you mentally? Like you I, like like when you lose three straight like, do you, you must start doubting yourself, even if they're winnable fights. And again, this last one, Weidman, I thought got fucked on. Well, of I mean, course he did. Well, I mean, yeah, this was a, a, I mean, if you take, you got to look at the circumstances. I mean, there's, um, like, if you look at Wyman's case, besides the Luke Rockhold fight where he was really just, like, yeah, flat and fall, not himself. Yeah, yeah. And right. you got, yeah, listen, you always give credit to the other guy. Sure. He's fighting top-notch guys. I mean, you look at the one before that, one simple mistake by shooting to the wrong side, took him out, but... He was he was in that fight. I mean, it's not a he was never outclassed. Like right, you know that's what, what I mean? I'm saying, yeah. And it's, these are all fights that are winnable fights. I mean, enough for nothing. He was all. I mean, who's doing that to Masasi? Who's doing that to Masasi? Right. That he was doing that first round. Who's doing that to him? Name somebody, Chris the producer. Chris, please. Yeah, Even yeah. when he fought Chakra, who's doing that to him? Look what right. he did to him. He's he's taking him down. He was he was. So it's like, and he was all over him, and it's it's just what it's just unfortunate. But in a game where there's so many ways to win, so many ways to lose, it's it's a game of inches. And, uh, you know, like, I mean, I look at myself in this fights where I lost back-to-back BJ Penn and Dean Thomas. And uh, and then I got cut off after that. I had to come back after that and, and get back in the UFC and do my thing. But uh, I never let it. I always look at the circuit. I mean, the BJ Penn fight, I remember it, the, the people at home voted that they thought I won. And the Dean Thomas thing got overturned. So I could have easily said, oh, man, I suck. Why did it get overturned? Because they gave it. The one judge scored it. He messed it up. It should have went to Dean instead of me. It was a split decision. One judge gave it to me. One judge gave it to Dean. And the other judge gave it to me. And then he goes, oh, no, I meant the, uh, not the short Italian guy. I meant the tall, skinny black guy. Okay. <laughs> Asshole. What a jerk off that judge was. You're annoyed? Well, I, what do you think? I mean, not only that. And back then, I don't think the UFC had the money they have now. So I don't even. I mean, I don't even think I got the winner's check or anything. I mean, they should have at least. I mean, it was not. I'm not blaming them. It was a tighter. It was a different time. But hey, sure. fuck that. That sucked. And then you know what made me feel better is when I got the um, the pink slip. <laughs> I'm like, this is not my. This is not my year. Yeah, but guess what? It worked out for you. You know, perseverance, man. Perseverance, Jimmy. Not the Look at me now. Look who I'm sitting next to. Exactly. Chris, the producer, and you. Uh, yeah. I'm in the middle of this. Between I'm, us. A little misdirection. That was good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what I did. The best was I was in here with Doug Benson, and he said something to Jimmy, obviously, and I answered him. He goes, oh, you're doing Jimmy's old bit. I go, <laughs> I go what? Oh, I answer for the wrong people. <laughs> right? I, 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 how about this? I didn't even know you fucking do that. What am yeah. I, an asshole? No. That's what happens with comedians. You're, you're stealing everybody's bit. Oh, you're doing Jimmy's old bit. I go, what? Well, isn't that like common sense shit? Like, yeah, he's answering for joking. I'm just joking around. I'm stealing your fucking bit, Jimmy. I don't think you are. Let's have an air on air fight. Let's make this get spicy. Why? I'm on your side. I, don't I know. You're my it. buddy, Jimmy. I'm sorry for getting all weird. It's okay. <laughs> it's not weird. Where are no. you going? Want to go get some slice of pizza with me? I can't right what? now. When are, you cheat? when are you going to have a cheat day where you can go eat with me? I, I cheat. Like, I take nuts before. I will cheat. I got to drop a few. Oh, wow. You are what you eat, you nod. <laughs> so fucking I'll lame. tell you right now what I'm doing leaning Hack. forward because um, somebody's, <laughs> I have that telltale heaviness in my back. Oh, you got to make up a little poopy? Oh, boy. Do you? You bet. 
Oh boy, I'm gonna let you do that. Do you have to? Why don't we do some plugs besides this weekend? Fox Sports One, 10 p.m. Important. Uh, April 28th, 29th. I'm in Baltimore at Magoobies, uh doing a new hour of material. Oh my goodness. Uh, August 5th, two shows in the Borgata, and of course, uh, the May 26th through 31st. Just check my website. I'm going to Antwerp, uh, Belgium, Copenhagen, Denmark, Amsterdam, Oslo, Norway. And um, Stockholm, Stockholm, Sweden. Sweden. Can't wait, man. Let me tell you something. Wait. Let me tell you something. If you people haven't watched the latest episode of Dana White looking for a fight at Sturgis, if you haven't watched it, what the fuck are you doing? That's the wrong one. I'm giving you the thumbs down. Can we? And he's all happy, like he's he's working with me, Jimmy. If you people haven't watched it yet, yeah, yeah, boo, watch Uh it. Come on, curse the producer. Can we get this now? Well, I was applauding for Dana White looking for a fight. And then I was going to hit the boo. Let me so, tell you about Dana White looking for a fight. Come on, curse the Yes! I have to double kill. Can we get this down? Yeah. All right. Anyway, the latest Sturgis episode, myself and Dean Thomas tearing up the town. Dana White riding in the rain. What a good time. Watch. Check that out, people. And let me know how you like it. Jimmy? I'm with you 100%. And I think it's a great episode. Um, and you were right to want them booed. I'm going to see you when? See me a couple days. All right. And, gonna, and we FaceTime. I'm Nobody gonna, knows. Right, I'll, fa- I FaceTime I'll FaceTime you later, On the buddy. toilet. All right. <laughs> see you guys. Bye, everybody. Enjoy the fight. Yes. <laughs>